Hey guys, Adrian here. Before we jump into today's episode of Adrian Has Issues, I want to talk to you for a second. If you know me or heard this show before, you know I'm a huge comic book fan. I can't get it up. Seriously, I think it might be a form of sickness at this point. I imagine you're probably a big comic book fan too. But here's the problem though. Not everybody lives near a comic book store. Or maybe you do, but it sucks. It's dark, it's moldy, and the creepy guy at the Magic the Gathering table won't stop staring at you while you look through bins of overpriced books. You're probably asking yourself, is there any place I can go to get my comics and I feel like I'm being ogled or maybe even ripped off by the clerk? I'm here to tell you that such a place exists. It's called ComicExposure.com. Comic Exposure has a wide selection of titles from Marvel, DC, Image, Boom Studios, Dynamite Entertainment, and that's just a few of them. And maybe you're not into like the big names, maybe you're more into independent fare, but they've got that too. Trade paperbacks, graphic novels, hardcovers, and this is the awesome part, there's also exclusives and variants. You're probably one of those people, well look, I'm into comics, I'm into variants. And to tell you the truth, I don't feel like going on eBay and spending thousands of dollars to get a, a variant that maybe I could probably find elsewhere. Here's the awesome part with Comic Exposure. They've got those too. And you want to be ahead of the game? Maybe you don't necessarily want to wait until like a Thursday or Friday and be the last person to get your books. You can pre-order your titles and you'll never have to come up empty-handed on New Comic Book Day. So you're saying to yourself, you know what Adrian, that sounds like a good deal. We're going to check these guys out. You can check out their website which is comicexposure.com. That's C-O-M-I-C-X-P-O-S-U-R-E.com. And they're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Search Comic Exposure and you'll find them there too. Hell, they might even be on Tinder for all I know, but well, actually don't quote me on that. But maybe they are. Right now, they've got a really cool sale called the We Cordially Invite You Sale. You get 10% off and free shipping on orders $30 or more. How do you get this sweet deal? Enter the code SNAKEYES, S-N-A-K-E-E-Y-E-S, like the really badass G.I. Joe guy. You know the ninja, the one that's always fighting Storm Shadow? Yeah, him. But check him out. It's really cool. You don't have to worry about creepy guys at your comic book store. You don't have to worry about possibly dying of a MRSA infection, but that's a completely different story check out comicexposure.com, a brand new way to get the comics you want. Hi, this is Erica Schultz. And Claire Connolly. And you're listening, listening to, to Adrian, Adrian Has, Has Issues. Welcome to Adrian Has Issues. I'm Adrian. This one's going to be fun because the last two episodes I posted, I think, were mini episodes. And when you advertise your show to be a interview-based show, it does kind of suck a little bit when, you know, it's only just me talking. Today, well, this is actually one of my first-time guests. She is, well, all right, let's see, for the past year, what, year in how many months? Um, Probably, well, it's only it's going to be... Oh, a year and a half, two yeah, about, about, a, year about a year and a half. Um, I guess it'll be two years in December. Holy Christ, it's been two years. <laughs> um, the lady whose wonderful voice you hear is um my dearest girlfriend, uh, the creative director to my show. That awesome logo that you see on all the social networking and stuff. Yeah, that was her. Uh, so for the past two weekends, we've been hitting up uh, two conventions, which we'll get into, but. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, my girlfriend Eileen. Eileen, how's it going? Hey, what up? <laughs> That's your voice. Like, hey, it's Eileen on the 95.5. Here's your traffic. Remember, you're the Sahuante. 
<laughs> I was almost tempted to have you do that voice, <laughs> like the whole time to see how, how long you can go, like holding a conversation in Spanish. And- oh my God! Yeah, no, I would have to like write out a script or whatever. That that's kind of Spanish is just rolling R's to the nth power. I used to watch a lot of like Telemundo and Univision when they do their news because it's always like those thirty second no, bits. You know between. what? They they took their cues from the Micro Machine guy. I mean, that really is <laughs> <laughs> that voice. We add a bunch of rolling R's and once in a while, throw in a perfectly spoken English word. You know. <laughs> I wonder what that would sound like. Um, crap. <laughs> okay, creative director, not improv master. That's perfectly fine. This is probably not a good idea because we're recording this after our second convention. So I think between the two of us, we're experiencing a lot of con drop. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Where do you want to start? I don't know how far we should go back. Should we go back to our first convention together, which was what? New York Comic Con 2014. Wow, right? yeah, it's going way back. That was my first con. I guess if you're going to start, start big. <laughs> yeah, that might have been almost too big. Because I felt bad because we started the day a little bit late. I know you are traveling, of course, from Long Island. And I know coming from New York City to your house is like at least an hour, hour and a half sometimes. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, we didn't get to do the whole full day experience, but I think you kind of got a nice little Cliff Notes version of what that convention's like. Oh, we absolutely did. I mean, it was, you know, and I actually even dressed up, which was awesome. That's right, you were Velma. I was Velma, yeah, jinkies. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just really, it was a very surreal experience, and it was just kind of funny walking into, it was almost like walking into every video game, cartoon, anime, whatever that you've ever seen and seen them in real life and then of course getting to meet claudio from coheed and cambria and that's Tony. right had you met have you met claudio sanchez before i had not spoken to him no like okay. i'd seen him i grabbed his leg and his guitar while he was playing um so you're the person who almost dragged him off the stage you know I'm no like, no 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 like, he stuck his leg up there and stuck his seeds to me and you know whatever everybody was grabbing up on him you know but I was like, shit, I'm going to hold on to Everybody's grabbing on, trying to grab higher. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to hold on to his leg. I'm just fine. You know? So it's like a rock version of that movie, The Robe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it was cool. I, you know, that's when, um, right after they had the baby. Okay. So getting to meet him and, and Chandra. They were really cool, really cool people. And getting our stuff signed from, from uh, SSTP. Yeah, that was really cool. So, and- we got to meet a lot of mutual followers. Which, and I, I love that you mentioned Coheed and Cambria first because doing a little backstory, that's how we met. Exactly. For those who are wondering, well, who's this lady? You've never talked about any lady on any other show. <laughs> this is going back, what, almost, well, it was about a year before we even actually met officially. Right, because we met officially in December 2013, first day of winter, which, yeah, I don't know if that's a pre, pre-warning or whatever. I don't, well, what is that I, an omen? <laughs> That was probably as far from a winter as you could possibly get. Yeah, it was almost like spring. It, it, you know, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very. Yeah, it was. It was still pretty nice. I had a sweater on, and the only thing really winter about it was, you know, seeing like toy soldiers taking selfies in the subway. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and seeing all the you know, the rockets and the different Christmas lighting and the and the Empire State Building and the Christmas colors. But yeah, that's about as winter as as uh as it got for us. But that was our first meeting. But we were talking for about almost two years before that. It was about a year because oh, yeah. it was a little bit after. Coheed and Cambria, 
Was it at the first part of the double album? Was it Ascension or Descension? No, I think it might have been Ascension. I think it was it Ascension. Because that's when I was started talking to all of you guys on Twitter. Because when Ascension came out, I guess there were all these people who were following each other. Of course, we're talking about our favorite Coheed albums and sharing memes and stuff like that. Right. And you were one of those people who I ended up talking. Well, no, you didn't even follow me because you're like, I ain't no follow back girl. <laughs> Nah, sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Someone had retweeted something of yours. I think that's how it happened. And I'm like, oh, she is attractive. <laughs> so then I followed you. And it took a while because she just going to make me sound like a creeper. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, I kept trying to chat with you. Just own it, hun. Just own it. <laughs> and eventually we, we got to talking and now we're here. But yeah, that's that's the backstory. And it was really cool then going to that first New York Comic Con because we got to meet a lot of mutual followers online. You know, mm -hmm. we got to see like, you know, Jessica Gannon and um, was it Matsky 83? Like, and mm -hmm. oh, and Freddie was there. Right. He was and, on that uh, line crowns, too. I crowns. That's right. I don't think I follow him now. Um, yeah, no, I follow, I don't follow him on Instagram. I don't know if I follow him on Twitter now that I think about it. I think I do. But yeah, we got to meet him up by, um, once we got to Claudio. Yeah, there were a lot of cool people. And it was actually kind of nice being, rec being recognized by James. Or Blaze yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. Because I had talked to him the year before because I'm thinking to myself with the podcast, how great would it be getting Claudia Sanchez to get a, to do like an intro for the show? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you know what? And I talked to Blaze first. I'm like, look, you know, there's a thing I want to do. Check out the site. And he's like, you know, I'd rather, you know, you know, like, and I'm like, well, I want. I want to talk to you to make sure it's okay with you. Right. And I think he kind of respected that, you know, I went properly and I wasn't trying to like bogart him. And right. so he's like, oh yeah, you're the guy that had the, the podcast or whatever. It's like, oh, cool. Awesome. That first year was cool. Like a lot of cosplay, met a lot of great people. Mm -hmm. Nice little break dancing competition by the end of the night. Yes. That was awesome. And then we got to geek out. What is it? Extra Pan, the concert later on tonight. Yes. Oh my God. That was seriously the best show, best concert I have ever seen in my life. Not that I had been to so many concerts, but that was such a complete show and it was like an emotional roller coaster ride with these guys like they're so into what they do and it was just it was beautiful it was just really was breathtaking that that show and i can't imagine if we were sitting closer if we could even take in that much spectacle <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I've listened to their music before. Like, I was a fan enough that I would definitely see them live. I was definitely not expecting, and I didn't even know the whole backstory with the band and all the, the drama and everything. Yeah, and it was so cool that they actually shared that with everybody. Like, this was kind of like that coming home concert kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, it know? got real at times, and I'm yeah, like, man. it was awesome. You're not going to get that crap at an NSYNC concert. <laughs> Hell no. Wow, that was a, wow, welcome that to- That got dark real quick. <laughs> Hello to jokes from 1998. <laughs> Cause I don't even think they're performing. I don't think. Uh, oh yeah, no. I think some of the members would wish <laughs> Joey would love that. <laughs> well, no, wasn't he doing like hair care commercials? Like he's doing those Bosley. Really, like the the going bald or yeah. anything? Oh, bendito. And he did dancing with the stars, <laughs> so he's all right. Yeah, I guess so. And the other ones with his boyfriend, and then there's Justin, and was who was the other one? Well, there's uh, Chris. Chris, you don't hear a lot of because JC tried to do a solo thing. That's right. Justin blew up, and then Chris was like the one with all the funky hair. Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't hear nothing about him. No, and I think Lance was going to space, or yeah, the, uh, it's like he came out and it was like I gotta come out, but I gotta shoot for the moon while I'm at it. Like, hello. Well, with all that money he made from that <laughs> band, I mean, shoot, I would have gone to space too. Yeah, well, so I don't know what happened with that. Like, they just kind of they keep pushing off the launch date. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it was like I guess certain celebrities. They are like, oh, I can pay as much money to go to the space station. Main thing is this: I don't care how much money you have, you gotta have a certain amount of physical stamina to be able to be in space. Yeah, but when you don't have much think, money, you don't need to. 
Um, yeah, well, you are if you're gonna be like hurling you know chunks. Well, and, he's a like, dancer. Whatever. He's clearly in peak condition. Yeah, honey, not everybody could take G force and and all that crap. You know, like freezing. Really? Sorry. <laughs> what did I say? Crap. No, I no. I was just I was like, no, one, no one's like not everybody can take a lot of G force. I'm like, whoa, hey. <laughs> Everything's gotta be dirty with you. <laughs> Has anyone listened to this show before? <laughs> no, I'm, I mean I love that about you, but at the same time, like, hey, don't call me on it. You know? <laughs> That's that bullshit. Like, Max doesn't cuddle. You just strap on a field of G's. <laughs> you gotta remember too. Okay, the thing about Adrian is that he makes a lot of references that I don't always get. He has an extensive uh, memory and field of information in that brain of his that I do not um, have access to. Well, so, no, it's a matter of and I, I watch also too haven't much had TV. yeah, and I haven't had TV or cable for like maybe five years. So there's a lot of stuff that goes way over my head, and he watches a lot of stuff that I'm just not into. But he'll reference it constantly, and then I gotta be like, ha ha ha, what? <laughs> but like, here's the sad part, though. Most of that stuff was from like childhood that's not even like recent memory. oh no because you're referencing like the comedy movies and the shows and stuff that i'm just that, that i'm not into and you're just come out with like forget anything with will ferrell and and we hear this america the whatever it'd be like the office the hangover whoa, whoa, the time, well, whatever first the, off i don't even like the american office it's totally the british one well yeah but i didn't specify so stop scolding me uh-huh, I love you too. No, I just want people to know because you know what? You're like, oh. No, we, we bicker like this constantly. There, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love in, in our verbal abuse of each other. A lot of it. Almost way too much. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, we didn't do like yeah, a lot of... Con- me. I love me. too. We didn't do a lot of conventions. No, we were going to go to one, was it March or April, but that didn't end up happening. Um, Which one was that one? The one I think was out in like Secaucus. It was like that. Oh. East Coast Comic Con or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And wasn't there like an anime one too we were going to try? Which we missed, which I think was actually this past week and a weekend before. Oh, it was at the same time. No, right. But, but I feel like there was another one earlier in the year or something. But I don't know. We've missed a few and there were a few that coincided with other plans or events or whatever that we were right, going on. Right. Because that's the problem with con season. Everybody's shows are like the exact same weekends. Mm hmm. Plus, fit in their personal engagements, and yeah. you know, it's kind of like, damn it, I can't miss this wedding because you know, and go to the con like I would want to, but oh well, next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, my cousin just had a baby, you know, she wouldn't mind. <laughs> Last weekend, this is the weekend of what the the sixth and the seventh, I think, mm-hmm. was a special edition NYC last episode of the two interviews that i did from that show but that was the first con that we kind of really planned for like hardcore but yeah the first one was kind of just hey let's just experience the con in general just as a as a attendee but yeah the last special edition was the one where we really kind of got down to to business and really networking but yeah that was the first time we really got to kind of network and and kind of do the team dynamic and you know we work pretty well together yeah it was a lot of fun you definitely helped out a lot because when i rebooted the show and it was funny how much i stressed it because the name i kind of sort of wanted to keep i didn't really have much of a logo and if it really weren't for you because you kind of was like trust me like just keep going with it well the thing is that all that stuff is all well and good but it's not the heart of what the show is the heart of the show is you and your voice and and what you have to say about you know the topics that are discussed and that's really i mean your listeners are there for for you they're not there for the logo they're not there for the website as long as you got a you know 
a microphone and some place to record and somebody in a way for people to listen to you. That's all that really matters. Right, but it was cool to have that sort of, I, I guess, that cheering section because to tell you the truth, special edition, I had a lot of fun. But wow, for a, a small venue, it was pretty hectic. And it was just awesome to kind of have that backing. That's like, okay, this person, they want to do their show then. This person's interested. Maybe this guy, you know, or this woman, you know, maybe they're, they're a little on the fence about it. Well, I'm the, I'm the logistics girl. I'm the, I'm the organizational voice, you know, in, in the pair. And you're the, let's talk and let's chat and let's do this. And, and you're the, the wow, bam, boom, you know. And I'm the, okay, let's, how are we going to do this? <laughs> so in other words, it's Idea Man and Logistic Girl. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> there's our superhero. Oh, we're totally making a comic book. <laughs> there's, our, there's our superhero names. There you go. That's it. Sometimes, you know, you, you're the art, the artistic person and I'm the one that just kind of helps direct the fire. <laughs> we're the, I'm usually the one setting fire to things, but that's a completely different story. There were so many people we got to meet, though. But I oh think God, the, the yeah. first and foremost, um, we have to talk about it. DMC, I mean. Oh, my God. DMC! That was nuts because, I mean, I knew he was going to be there. And, I mean, the, the panel was great, though, like the Black Comics Month panel. Yeah. I like your telling of this story better than mine. I mean, as far as the, the meeting or the, or, the, or the panel, I mean. Or I, just in general. I mean, I, it was so awesome because, you know, they're, they're, we were talking about Blacks in comics and just, the, you know, anybody ethnic, really, in the comic community where, you know, there's not as much representation as I feel like there should be. There's so right. many great artists and writers in the field or who could be in the field. But I know as myself as someone, you know, of of color, you know, we were brought up, you know, and run, run, you know, DMC kind of had the same, you know, related to the same thing. It's like we were brought up, you know, you, you'd be cool. Being a nerd wasn't necessarily cool. Right. You know, where although DMC was really cool about, um, he embraced that side of himself, you know, and he was like, yeah, I'm a nerd and what, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And that made him cool because he kind of wore it and didn't, and he wore it fearlessly. The panel, you know, kind of sharing all that and representing that dynamic and how, you know, we are brought up, you know, that nerds were, weren't cool and being into the stuff wasn't, wasn't what you do. You kind of did that on the side or, you know, okay, you could be a graffiti artist, but being a comic book artist wasn't something that was necessarily encouraged, you know, much less to want to do that and be successful, you know, exactly. in the field. And a lot of there's a lot of talent out there that maybe just feels like we can't make it in this industry. We can't get into this industry. We can't make it. We can't make it, you know, a name in it. You know, and really seeing all these different artists are proving that, yeah, you can. And you could come out of, you could be a stay-at-home mom. You can be, you know, working in some other business and do this and do it well and get that recognition. And DMC came in and he kind of played on that two sides of himself where, you know, there's the nerd side that he was always drawing since he was young and, and always into that and into the comics. And then there was when when rap started, he had to be the rapper and he thought he could just kind of, you know, lay down some tracks and then go back to drawing. And it was like, no, you got to go perform and you got to represent and you got to be this persona. And that's basically where his comic was based off of those two different personas of there's Daryl, the, the comic geek, and then you have DMC, the rapper. And that's basically his superhero is DMC. And his superpower is the power of, of rap, the power of hip hop. And I love about, what I love about Daryl, he's so funny. He still has that 
hip hop bravado thing going that kind of I am the best and you know and suck yeah, an MC kind of- and blah 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 <laughs> but at the same time he is seriously the sweetest most humblest guy so he has this cocky thing to him but he totally pulls it off for you don't think of him as you know he's tall he's black he's the greatest you know okay it's just it's just one of his traits and that's <laughs> like, it you know? <laughs> it's just okay that's it you know so and then meeting him oh my god <gasps> yeah, that that was pretty nuts. How genuinely just jazzy was about everything. Yeah. Because, and I'm not saying this necessarily of anybody we may have met in the last two weeks, but believe me, I've been to some places and met some celebrities, and you know, it's kind of like a gig for them. Yeah, they get jaded. Kind of like, I've done it a million times, I've answered the same questions a million times, yada, right. yada, yada. And not that they don't still feel to a point, you know, I'm not, we've met some great celebrities that were very sweet, you know, but you know, they've done it they've done it a million times and they whatever and dmc is still he's been doing this for a while for a little while now yeah and he's still so excited about it and he's so and he's very uh when he meets his fans he really kind of puts himself into him really wants to kind of like hey like how are you wants to meet you and you know it was really oh my god if we could get dmc on here (laughs) oh my god yeah that was an absolute blast meeting him and it's cool i mean personally speaking i mean i know like you you know grew up listening to his music at least one of my parents and a lot of ways i didn't think about it but hearing like a song like when they did that that remix of walk this way with Mm -hmm. aerosmith kind of seeing those two worlds collide obviously being very young at the time not getting it until much later on but it was kind of really responsible for sort of that cool like you know hip-hop and rock you know meeting together Mm -hmm. at a time when not a lot of people were doing right they were they were groundbreaking they really were with that with that song, and it's like you know, it could put Marrowsmith back on the map because they weren't yeah, as they popular were. at the time. And I remember when I saw that video on MTV when MTV used to actually give videos, <laughs> um, and it was like, who the hell is this dude dancing around with scarves? And then you have Run, you know, and them crashing through walls and whatnot. And, <laughs> it and was it such was a very like, like it was such a weird like, wait a minute, those two don't go together, you know? But you know, peanut butter and chocolate, it just kind of worked out. <laughs> It's funny, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything up to that point, like, kind of falling behind. You know, we had lunch that day, and it was, of course, warm. And, like, kind of that sort of just set the mood. And from there, we met, like, sunny people. Like, you met uh, Marjorie Lou. Oh, my God, Marjorie. Oh, she's the sweetest thing. She Okay, Marjorie Lou, she's an author of the Dirk and Steel series. She also does writing for X-Men. I knew her as an author primarily before that. And she's this lovely woman. She's, like, Asian. I think she's Asian and white, whatever. Chinese. And she travels all over the world. And I follow her online. And I've gone back and forth on her. And she's seriously the most, she's so beautiful. And she's so sweet. She really is. And I remember kind of going up to him saying, hi, you know, I'm Ambelina on Twitter. And they say, oh, my God, let me give you a hug. And I'm just like, ah! you know, <laughs> it was a total sweetheart. And just like, that was one of my highlights for me was me was meeting Marjorie, you know, DMC and Marjorie. Those are the two big ones of that of that day. Having gone to like the last special edition, even near Comic-Con, it was cool kind of catching up with people who I've seen at other shows. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so, there, there are two people in particular I'm so glad you got to meet because I'm forever talking about them and how great they are. One being Erica Schultz. Yes. Oh, she's a doll. She she is hysterical. Like, she, I, she, I'm she i still kind of like wiping tears from her, <laughs> make, her make me laugh um, when she did a uh, in-store signing with uh, Claire Connolly mm-hmm. at my store at Eastside Mags, which shout out to Jeff. Uh, what up? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and then of course Victor Dandridge, who Victor. Oh my God, I, I just you know he's that he's that guy you just want to hang out with. Like come over, just come home. You know, they, come chill with me. Let's let's have a few drinks and just get stupid. <laughs> yeah, he was he was an absolute great guy. It was a really even bigger treat meeting something of his mentor, uh, Dirk Manning who he talked a lot about uh, on the show, what he did. I think it was episode five he was on. But Dirk was a great guy, and I can't wait to post that introduction. It's a little long. It's kind of like one of the longer cold opens of a show, but it's like this this banter between the two of them. And there were a lot of other cool people, and then we went to the... Um, I know I'm missing people, so I apologize for any shout-outs I may have missed, because there were so many cool people, like Charles Soul was there. Uh, uh, who else was it? Um, well, I I I got to Paul talk Renaud, Paul Renaud, which I mean, still like the fact that you got to talk to him. I was too I was too busy <laughs> doing other things, but I'm like I'm so glad you got. Oh, to I got and he and you know and, and, and he's French. He lives in France and he came all the way over here, which is just awesome in and of itself. And he has that heavy French accent and and just talking to him and he was so sweet and like so like genuinely like hey you know and hearing with that french accent was so cool <laughs> he was just he was a doll you know I, I and i brought out this old 50 cent comic you know from like back in the day it was like spider-man time storm or whatever and he was so cool to sign it for me and he was like wow like this and i was like this old one and he's like wow this is like one of the first things i ever did for marvel that's so cool which was really cool so yeah oh my god and, and you know and i would love if he would take some time out and speak with us that would be great too so that'd be really cool you know but we talked to paul and we talked to uh, da- uh david peter david peter david yeah peter david i feel so bad and i joked to him because the last two times I met Peter David was when both of his X-Factor books had already been canceled. No. Now, at least when he ended the... Um, not, it wasn't his very first run of X-Factor because he had a very popular run back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But the most recent one from like 2005 up until recently, he found like, you know, he had to, he got some closure for that book. So the book was ending, but at least it was on his own terms. Mm -hmm. But then at that point, he's like, well, I got a new X Factor book coming out, which was really starting to pick up speed. Then it ended again, but he was great. He was nice. And he, um, he actually did the cover art for the Armory Wars. Right. From, by Claudio Sanchez. And And what he um, co-wrote, I think. um, Was it the co-writing? He actually, I think he co-wrote, I know he did. Or maybe confusing. Yeah. I know he co-wrote the, um, and keeping, like, you know, he co-wrote You're the Black Rainbow, the mm-hmm. novel. And I think he also co-wrote, I want to say the In Keeping Secrets books. Right. I have to double check. Don't quote me on that. So mm-hmm. I might have to do like a corrections department. <laughs> but yeah, but it was still like, it was cool. And I brought, when I whipped out those for him to sign and he was like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all right, I didn't expect that. But he was, it was, it's cool when you surprise, when you surprise them. Yeah. Cause I know that's the thing that not a lot of people really remember him from. I mean, obviously if you're a Coheed fan, you're into comic books, much like Claudio Sanchez is. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, he's got tons of, him, but it's one of those things I'm sure people probably go to me for like X Factor. I mean, he's written tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. I know we're probably missing so much. I got to meet Amy, uh, Amy Reader. Amy Reader, where she was very cool for Rocket Girl, and um, her and her husband they were both real sweet. They were cool. So we, I got to get a copy of that, which was awesome. I'm trying to think who else. There were so many people that we got to meet. Um, oh, we got to meet um Mark from. Oh, it came from the radio. Yeah, yeah, him, Buddy Scalera. Uh, well, that was that was the one cool thing. Like we were hanging out with. Uh, Victor for a little bit after a panel like sitting there like hanging out eating gummy bears and whatnot mm-hmm. and he had told us about one of the after parties uh, I guess uh, Joseph Barker I believe is the guy um, at Jojo Barker on Twitter mm-hmm. he was organizing it was kind of like this sort of meet and greet with like the creators like an after party at House of Brews right 
and you know, it gave us the cars and the location. So great drinks and food, by the way. Maybe you want to hit over there to House of Brews. They're awesome. They were great. I remember that day, and unfortunately, I had a uh, recently had knee surgery, so my legs, you know, aren't mm. exactly top fit and i hadn't really been up and about in that big a capacity so by the end of that saturday i was just like near death can't walk and it's like part of me wanted to just go back to the hotel room Mm -hmm. and hang out but i'm like you know what let's go to this thing i mean worst case scenario if it's not if if it looks like nothing's really happening or it's not a really good time we can always just leave but we get some drinks and a meal out of it right because we were hungry and you know me i'm always in dire need of a beer so yes Oh, the margaritas are awesome. <laughs> were they that good? Because I, I know you're very picky about your margaritas. I am very picky about my margaritas. I mean, I'm not Mexican, but I am Latina. And, you know, if you're going to make a drink, make it well. And it better not be like just some, you know, lime Kool-Aid with like a splash of cheap tequila. Hey, first there. off, there's nothing wrong with lime tequila and Kool-Aid. Oh, well, right? uh, I'm just saying if I'm going to pay, you know, eight to ten or whatever, there better be some 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 ish you know so their margaritas were awesome my three mark with three margaritas i had or four i didn't even know we and were there for a while you were there for a while the next day my teeth were killing me <laughs> it was <just> like, <laughs> but oh my god it was totally worth well, no it i told you to like chew on the salt no like. but it's a, the lime juice it's your enamel on your teeth too so anytime you have anything citrus related the next day brushing your teeth or chewing anything is hell it's like putting a battery to your teeth but not but it was really cool kind of meeting meeting mark and steve mark and steve they were great like and, i said buddy's um, glare was cool and the oh, one of the uh jamal patterson right jamal patterson um he's actually from jersey city what up new jersey yeah but uh He's a great comic book artist, animator. Like he's he's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, his handle, I believe, it's Ink underscore Thinker. What was great about Special Edition and even a little bit a bit with Eternal Con was mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that I met. And they're like, oh, hey, who are you on Twitter? Then I was like, wait a minute, I recognize this name. Then I'm looking at my Twitter, I'm like, wait a minute, you we have already these follow people, each other. <laughs> and not only just follow, but we have actually spoken before. Exactly. So it's like, okay, now we know the face to the name. Exactly, and the voice. So it was pretty surreal, because it's like, I've actually interacted with Jamal quite all, quite a bit. Yeah, he, he was absolute sweetheart. He and, was he was really great. And, and, you know, and, and shout out to his wife for for holding it down with the baby and the nephew, uh, so that he can uh, she could share him with us, because I I know she was having a rough time with the kitties. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he was a sweetheart. Then him and Victor together. Oh my God, they were so funny. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and it's great because we didn't talk much. But uh, the guy, Stan Chow, he was the gentleman who yes. talked to us when we first got there because he was asking us about there was some sort of like uh, with the cars. Was and like put, a, yeah, you put it on a sticker and then you're, I don't know what we were it was I think for. it was like a context or like some entering for like a, a special like a giveaway or something like yeah. that. And it's funny because we only talked a little bit there. And then it's like when we saw him again at Eternal Con, it's like, hey, you were at the uh, the after yeah. party, and we had like a total. We were, I think, we spent like a good half hour with him. Yeah, at Eternal Con. Him and Suli. Suli, oh, she's adorable, and she's so talented. Real sweet girl. They were both really, really awesome. That was cool. And again, shout out to uh, Barker because he really hooked that up and putting that all together. That mm-hmm. was a lot. Of, that was a lot of fun. That was a show that. I don't think I could have asked for a better turnout. That was definitely the artist's con. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it was, they were sure there were some, you know, some retail, some sales, whatever. And, and, you know, a lot of merch, but it really, and the, but the panels and the, and the artists, it really was about them. And it was just great just to be able to connect with them. There weren't long lines. There wasn't like this craziness, you know, to try and, and meet them. But everybody was was everybody was accessible, and everybody was very genuinely nice. 
yeah people and it was nice to kind of pick their brains and kind of pick the brains of the people behind you know the faces that you know on on, on paper and kind of really hear that that voice <laughs> that inspired all those those things so and then just this past weekend we went to eternal con and closer to your neck of the woods yes strong island Oh, oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> no, I'm really not. This? <laughs> no, well, it's a running gag between... I'm a, I'm a displaced Harlem girl, but, you know, I, I got I got to give big ups to, to, you know, to my island where I've been for a while, and, and um, we represented, uh, surprisingly, we represented pretty well. At no, you guys, uh, Long Island came out in full force. Now, just to preface this... Oh boy. I'm from northern northeastern New Jersey. And if you know anything about Jersey, whether you're from north or central or I don't know how what you feel about South Jersey, <laughs> that's a that's a completely different podcast. <laughs> but sorry, Tom Whaley. Um <laughs> it, it's funny, like meeting you and then coming to Long Island and it's funny, like I I'm not I'm not one of those huge flag waving Jersey people, mm-hmm. but coming out here and of course, oh, Long Island, this and that, and I'm like, well, no. First off, I gotta represent Jersey. <laughs> so like the first six months, well, first year practically, it's been back and forth with this RA. Which state is better? Is better, or maybe just sucks less? Yeah, <laughs> fucking Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> You want to say it back? You know you want to. <laughs> Fucking New York. There you go. So in the last, I would say the last maybe four or five months have been really cool because now I'm starting to see that side of Long Island that maybe I didn't get a chance to see that mm. first year. Um, that got he was some... slamming so hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, let alone the drivers. Insulting our highways, insulting our 7-Elevens. Like, all right, excuse me, not everybody has a pre- has the you know privilege of having a quick check. You know? Well, you guys, apparently their quick checks are coming out here. That's what I hear, but I haven't seen one yet. I'm but... probably in like, some ritzy, like probably over by like, the Hamptons, but I don't, I don't think know. they know. Why quick check is a ritzy thing? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, look, I don't see them putting a bottom water up in Brentwood. You know, or freaking freaking Hempstead or Wine Dance. <laughs> Oh, no one's going to wine dance for a friggin' two ninety nine sub, getting shot at while you're waiting for your meatball hero. No, they they just put up those friggin' like those bulletproof screens like they do in the liquor store. You know? <laughs> yeah, those things cannot be twenty four hours in wine dance. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Uh, a little local humor there for you guys. I'm sure everybody outside this area is like, "The fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> You'll figure it out. Just you know, just just. But yeah, yeah like there's like there's some really cool comic book stores out here. Some really good eateries. Fourth World. Yeah, for, that's right. We Fourth gotta, World. Got to represent. There's Fourth another World. one. Um, maybe we can check that out. I don't know. Maybe even like tomorrow or something. Mm-hmm. Remember the other one? Um, I forget the name of oh. it. Uh, which is funny because the guy who runs the Twitter account, his name is Menachem, which is eh. also the name of my uh, former co-host. Oh, that's funny. How many <laughs> Menachems are there? They're starting to pop up. <laughs> All of a sudden. We are legion. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like Long Island, it's starting to come into its own. So, of course, when I found out that there's a convention up here, I'm like, well, shit. And it wasn't even like, okay, Eternal Con, Long Island Convention. I know nothing about Garden City or the, I keep calling to call it Cradle of Filth. <laughs> Sorry, my goth metal <laughs> side of showing. Cradle of Aviation Cradle Museum, of Aviation. which was actually really awesome. Like, you know, I expected, okay, it's just like an old hangar full of airplanes, but it was actually the setup. Okay, I, I, I don't like the setup. Not don't like, but it's not my favorite for a venue. because well, it was it's just, a museum. But, you know, but it's a museum, and as a museum, it was actually way cooler than I would have expected it to be. Right. Um, yeah, that place was 
insane. It was like so many, you, you get lost in that place easy. And looking at the advertisements when I was first setting up, okay, what cons do I want to go to? It's like, okay, there's, well, what first wrote me in, of course, was, oh, like, well, they said the original Power Rangers, though, I guess one of them was one of, like, I guess the second generation of cast members, but you have Lost in St. John, the original Red Ranger, uh, Walter Jones, the original Black Ranger, David Yost, who was the original Blue Ranger, and Karen Ashley, who was, like, the second Yellow Ranger. So it's like, oh, shit, the Power Rangers are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Then on um, Gigi Edgley, you played, uh, you know, Chiana from Far Escape. Mm -hmm. um, Marina... Sirtis. Sirtis, who we didn't even see. Yeah, we never saw her, not even in passing. Like, I saw her table. But we never we never caught her. And um, if anybody knows, she was the empath on um, Star Trek uh, Next Generation. Yeah, she was. Um, what the heck was her name? Oh, wow. This is I'm going to lose geek credit for this. Oh, uh, yeah. But now that you put me on the spot now, I'm forgetting. Right? <laughs> like, I completely just blanks. <laughs> oh, Deanna Troy. There Deanna, you go. Deanna, Deanna Troy. Troy. That's it. Jeez, I just lost one of my like childhood. Crushes and she right was there. really one of she's. Yeah, she was. She was. She was a sex kitten on that show without even trying. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for nothing though. Like rewatching that show, Beverly Crusher kind of had a little bit of swagger. Beverly, herself. yeah, she was cute too. Like, yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't uh, ignore Beverly. But yeah, she was definitely, she was definitely the one. And then we had all the different wrestlers there. We had um, what it was I know there was Jake the Snake Roberts was there. Um, Mick Foley was there. Mick Foley's yeah. Um, China. Oh my God. Yeah. I got, to, I got to say hi to say what up to China. I was like, Oh, you look so good. She's like, Thank you. Like, she actually really did look good. Like she, she, she was. Um, she's actually doing really well. She was doing really yeah. well. I know there was a rough spot there for a while. Unlike special edition where we kind of really sat down and mapped everything out. Like we knew who was there, when they were going to be. You know, we kind of had everything pretty much boiled down to a science, which mostly like said thanks to you. Mm -hmm. Um, we. Thank you. However. <laughs> With Eternal Con, it was like, it's kind of like a local show. I don't know the, the names of the promoters, but it's not necessarily that same sort of, I don't want to say corporate to be like, to be demeaning, but it's less of a corporate kind of thing. So the it West, really is more of your small, it was one of your and, smaller cons. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff that happened kind of happened by surprise because when we first got there, I was saying to myself, you know what? I don't know this may, I wasn't feeling it like right off right. the bat because I was kind of like, okay, the setup's weird. This, this is going to be hard to navigate. Yeah. Cause we, we, there wasn't a lot of this, as, you know, compared to special edition, which had a whole app and everything was spelled out this one really wasn't you know they gave you a map told you kind of who was going to be there but you didn't know when the photo ops were taking place you didn't know where everything kind of really was right. and stuff and but you kind of just you know it was like wandering around the museum you kind of wandered into corners and you would find people and you would just kind of you know come up on some and be like oh crap you're like whoa like you know china's sitting right here or Gigi's sitting right here or or uh, oh Thunder, thunder, thundercats! Oh, your boy was there. <laughs> and I'm editing all that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, I don't care. Larry Kenny, the, <laughs> the the voice actor, played Lino from Thundercats, which I didn't even remember seeing him in like the the, the brochure. Even yeah, online. they didn't have everybody listed, which was kind of it was bad and good because you couldn't prepare to see them, but you were kind of stumble up on them and be like oh snap it's so but he was really great total class act oh, and total 
I'm one. sure my sister's going to be talking about that one for a while. Because <laughs> I was trying to get her on the phone to have a conversation with them, but at least he left the voicemail. Oh, yeah, she was squeeing like a schoolgirl. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Eric Roberts hit on my girlfriend. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, Eric. Eric, yeah. He was blowing me kisses and hanging on me and winking the eyes and... Uh, I'm like he's you know totally classic Eric Roberts. Yes, totally, and it was uh, he was awesome. It's just like you know only you could be like sexy sleazy and get away with it. Right? <laughs> he was awesome. The Power Rangers now, like I met Walter Jones and Austin St. John, and I both of them I was it was just kind of hard to talk to because I'm like that that was my childhood. I mean, after Ninja Turtles kind of mm-hmm. phased out for a little bit, you know, Power Rangers was my thing for a very long time. And just seeing them and like shaking their hands, like, hey, how's it going, man? I'm like, that was so cool watching you be Adrian being speechless, if you can possibly imagine that, (laughs) was awesome seeing you geek out. The panel itself, it was very. The one thing about the panel which I loved is that it started off kind of awkward because I guess they're trying to figure out how it was going to work. So they had people line up and asking questions. Mm -hmm. But the people who were lining up and like you had guys from like Dominican Republic who a lot of them watch Power Rangers and they looked up to Zach as he, the kid said, he was the one Brown cast member. So they all looked up to him, Mm -hmm. you know, and you had a lot of kids or like, you know, men, women, small children too, who their parents are now at the age where they're having children. So they're watching it like on Netflix with Mm -hmm. them. A lot of the, the female characters looked up to like, let's say Aisha or even Kimberly's characters. And there were a lot of kids there who were about my age and they were saying how they they grew up they were kind of bullied or picked on but they'd watch parages and see people like billy's character who he was like the dork and kind of like the geeky character afraid of fish and strange things like that but yet he was as every important to the team as everyone else yeah it was one of the running storylines in the show because he was by himself and he had to fight this sea creature which freaked them oh, out oh okay so it was about like overcoming your fears and okay i thought he was just actually afraid of just no not a like... regular like <laughs> like oh my god it's goldie <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird thing to be afraid of but i guess they're just using it as a you know yeah and all these people like of all different walks of life young children older people few people who are like you know i guess you could say they were special needs and such mm-hmm. or and it was just they, they all found something relatable right and it's crazy like this this show like a 20 year old kid show still inspiring people mm-hmm. and the, the panel was great and that was awesome like there were so many great people we met we really did i mean it was gosh i'm trying to think of there were just so many great artists and and even just the up-and-comings that we met oh, danny darko <laughs> danny was great shout out to danny like he he was he was really cool i loved his joker cosplay he was awesome and oh and shout out to his mom too for the for the great uh bead jewelry that she did that was awesome like i said seeing stan again and suli who we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and it's just that i am myself like i don't know who thought it would be a good idea to do like four conventions in a month but yeah good luck with that <laughs> right but it seems like there comes a point in the day where i start getting a little tired and kind of worn out but just being inspired by all these great creative people mm-hmm. and even if i'm not necessarily like buying all their stuff but just kind of putting themselves out there and just seeing that art mm-hmm. so very cool yeah Oh, you forgot Greg Pack. Oh, I forgot Greg Pack and Scott Snyder. Yes. Greg Pack was, and he was actually a special edition. He was a part of that, uh, the Black Comics Month panel. Mm-hmm. He was a really great guy. He was one of those guys I've been reading about for a very long time and hearing about. But it's it's different with your more established writers for, like, let's say Marvel, because that's mainly what I read. Mm-hmm. And he was just a total just class act, you know, really great guy. 
got to pick his brand for a little bit mm-hmm. and just really just appreciative. He was cool. And stomach apart and that was funny about this show because there were just people in just very odd places because like you said, the layout was so random (laughs) the layout was very random so you kind of didn't know who you were going to run into well that's like when we went by for by fourth world and who's there but scott Scott schneider Schneider. doing signings and it was just like of all places to find him would be in you know my local comic book stores booth you know (laughs) so that was really cool he loves the area so he yeah he shows up there a lot and i'm like all right long island what what (laughs) and that was so cool seeing him but oh man i there's so much more to cover and what we might have to do was we might have to hold off uh, either later on because I want to review Jurassic World with you, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an interesting discussion. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So we'll have to do like maybe like a part two or whatever, like a review to that later yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, we just cover, how do, I don't know how we're covering two conventions in one episode because there's just so much and so many people that so we So we'll, we'll probably have to go on like backtracks like, oh, we forgot this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, actually, I want to shout out to um, Eric Hutchinson and Farah for at Imbion. They, uh, at Imbion Con, they are, Eric Hutchinson, he's an artist, and he's also the um, production director for Imbion, and also his wife, Farah, very sweet. Um, she also works with him, and she also um, is uh, a company called um, Gaia's Essence, which really promotes women's empowerment and women's in, uh, involvement in comics and everything, you know. So it was really nice to kind of meet them and, and know that we have people promoting for people of color, for females, um, in the industry and really trying to help those people kind of get their own things off without having to maybe go through a middleman. So shout out to them. Eileen, babe, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. And yeah, this is cool. My first, uh, my first recording thing. <laughs> I can't even even, you understand, I can't even leave messages on voicemails without being terribly awkward. So, <laughs> you know, only with Adrian can I do this and, and not feel completely awkward and you know. Oh, thanks, darling. <laughs> I'm sure I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna listen to this later. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I sound horrible. I sound all whiny. You know, oh my god, my accent. <laughs> That's okay. Like I said, they put up with mine. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're you're much better spoken than I am. <laughs> uh that's that's practice. Oh, trust me. Listen to like the guest appearances I've done. I'm like going a mile a minute. It's it's, it's oh, crazy. And, and I'm sure I am too. You are going to listen to tomorrow's. It's going to sound like Sabado Gigante, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I can always like cut some music into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the guy with the trumpet every time we start talking. Oh, that guy that comes out with 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 the with the the bat or the hook, whatever he drags yeah. everybody off the stage. Oh, what was it? What was um Sandman Sins was on Showtime at the Apollo? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Oh boy. Well, well, thank you so much for having me on. No, yeah, you're quite and welcome. And letting, letting me be on the mic instead of just behind the scenes like I usually am. All right, never have it. It'll never happen again. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Oh, that's man. not right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll totally have you. We'll totally have you back. Watch everybody start requesting. Yo, get that chick back on. <laughs> I know, because then once the request comes, it's like, all right, fine. Yeah, fine, I'll bring the crazy Rican back. All right. Me <laughs> <laughs> <We> insist. <laughs> Boy, so like I said, we'll be back with our review of Jurassic World. But for now, uh, we'll see you next issue. 